0: Hi, my name is Leah Yuhes, and I'm the owner of Leah Lash Pro in Toronto, Canada. Today, I'm your guest announcer. You can find me on Instagram at Leah Lash Pro. In an industry where most of us spend the majority of our time working alone in a room, this podcast was created so you can learn, be encouraged, and find a connection with other lash and beauty professionals. This is the LashCast podcast, and here's your host, Paul.
1: Coming to you from the City of Roses, this is the broadcast by Lash Professionals and for Lash Professionals. Thank you so much for tuning in. First, I want to give a big thank you to Leah of Leah Lash Pro for being our guest announcer. Now, today we're excited because we have Erica in the booth with us. Now, as you know, Erica moved back east and is living in Tennessee. But we are going to, once in a while, have her call in and just have her be part of our roundtable discussions where we talk about things in our industry. And today we are going to talk about collaborations and networking. One of the big, I think, aha moments for us is at LashCon last year was watching how many people were making new connections, and then we started hearing stories of people say, hey, they're working on a project together. Hey, they're going to do this together, and that was really exciting to watch. So today, we really want to sit down and just talk about what those can do for you in your career. We're going to, to talk about the two purposes. One is to build your client base, and the other is to build your community, and we're going to go into ways you can go about doing that. So it's going to be really, hopefully, a helpful episode for you guys, and some of you shy ones out there, made to help encourage you to work out of your comfort zone and collaborate. And start networking more. Now we have a couple of quick announcements. As you know, the last conference of the virtual last conference is coming up November fifteenth and sixteenth. This is the best investment you can make in your business this year because it's going to set you up for success in twenty twenty one. We've heard so many great success stories from the last one, and I don't want you to miss out on it, guys. You're still trying to sign up. And by the way, prices are going up soon on October second. One sixty nine is all you need to pay right now to get in. It's super cheap, and you know, and really you only need to pay half of that because we have a payment plan where you pay fifty down now another 50 percent in 45 days and that's going to change soon so do not wait do not delay also we have two webinars coming up the first one is this coming monday with joey never lose a customer again that's his book that he put out now he's going to be talking to us about how we can reconnect with our customers in the covid19 world he is a best-selling author he's going to be speaking at last conference or lash con so you do not want to miss this free webinar by the way you don't have to pay anything but you do need to sign up to register so go to our instagram go to link in the bio register today it is free and now by the way guys unfortunately we had to push back our webinar that was just the other day that was going to be on Monday where we were going to basically be teaching you how to price your service correctly so you can make a profit. Unfortunately, something came up in my own life. I could not be there on that time. So we are basically delaying this and it's now going to be on October 5th. So you have a little bit more time. So those of you who didn't sign up or were holding out, didn't know if it's what you want to do. If you really want to get control of your business and stop guessing what you should be charging and charge the right prices so that you can know how to make a profit, this is a webinar for you. So that also is a link in the bio. You can sign up for that and that's going to be only $49. All right, guys, that's all we have for announcements. We're really excited to have Erica sit down with us and talk about today about collaborations and networking. Hey everyone. Welcome to the LashCast studios. We're here with Tusty and, again, Erica from Tennessee. Very excited to have you on. Welcome to the show, guys. Hey. <laughs> Today, we are talking about collaborating and networking. I think this is something that I've seen a lot of people more talking about online. I know how LashCon we saw a lot of really cool collaborations come out of LashCon. A lot of people who didn't know each other beforehand were all some friends and you saw them trying to do trainings together or they were talking about doing some sort of services together. Or
2: promotions together. It was yeah. really neat to say, like see a brand say, oh, come alongside and let's put your stuff on our shirt or, you know, you've got a client base. I've got a client base. Let's see if we can, you know, get those two together and see if we can increase our Business. popularity.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So one of the things that with this, as I was thinking about this and preparing and writing my show notes is that there really are basically two type of purposes that you want to do this. One, it would be you want to collaborate or network to build your client base and that, and then again, there's two underneath that because it depends on what you're trying to do. You know, some people listen to us are trying to build, they have our, like their last clients all right, But now they're like, I'm ready for the next stage. I'm ready to build another company, a brand where you're doing products, training t-shirts, you know, whatever it is that you want to do. You're thinking about some other business that's related to the lash industry or you're trying to build up clients. You're trying to get new clients. And so you realize you need to find ways to build up your your client base through that type of networking collaboration. And
2: it's going to look different. Those collaborations are going to look different. For example, if you're a single practitioner, one of the things that you can do when you're brand new is join like a chamber of commerce, a networking group. One of the things that I did, um, and I'll I'll tell you about it, the good, the bad, and the ugly.
1: Before we get into too much, because I think we're get. Off the track. Go for it. Yeah, I, I'm going to really bring you back in here because I think let's first, we want to decide which one we're going to go with instead ah, of just randomly okay. choosing. Th- so, and then I'll give a quick overview on this and then we'll go back to what you're saying, I think, which is really um, key here. Is The second one, once you build a community, the same thing. When you're building a community, you're going to look at which community you're trying to build. You're trying to build your lash community or are you're trying to build your local community where you're working with lashes. And that's really important to distinguish the two because if you're confused about who your audience is, then you're going to build some sort of collaboration that doesn't make any sense to anyone so let's go back let's look at now if you were trying to build some sort of training products some other service for the lash industry let's say like you want to service our lash people let's go there and then we'll talk about clients like you're trying to build Mm -hmm. up in your local community like you're just saying hey i got my salon here in pasadena and i want to get new clients involved and what type of collaborations and networking event type stuff can i do to build up that so let's first talk about what you're thinking about when you are trying to build for that more like the, well, say probably an online business because if you're doing lashes or training and all that, while you can do traveling and all that, you still got to connect with people online before you could ever get invited to go speak and teach and train and all that.
2: Well, how about this? Yeah. Why don't I just pretend that I just said that?
1: And I'll, <laughs> I'll
2: let you ask, this, what do you think?
1: Okay, all right. Well, good question, by the way. Yeah. I really, you know, thanks for bringing that all up because I really do think that... There are a lot of different things you can do, but if you're trying to build, and it's mainly you're trying to build your community on, let's say, Instagram or Facebook. I mean, obviously, one of the great places you can go, just side note, is go on Facebook and join Facebook groups and start interacting with people. Start answering questions. I think it's a dangerous way to go because I think, like we said in the previous episode, you're going to, there's just a lot of craziness going on on Facebook groups. It's not always the most cordial place. It's a lot of echo chamber, and there's not a lot of free-flowing ideas sometimes because if someone isn't quite fitting in the box, you may get pushed canceled. out. You're you canceled. might get canceled, get yeah. You don't agree <laughs> with the with the, ma- with the mob. So I'm not as big on that as the way to build your community. I know there, there's a lot of people who have done it, and you know what? At least consider it. If you're looking to find – Well, you it's want... a good way to practice your chops, right? Yeah, and to see what you know and what you don't know, and, and see if you have influence. Like if you come on and you share some ideas and people are like, Boom. Yeah. Your ideas suck. Then you're like, okay, you do what we did. We go start a podcast. I was going to Facebook groups, sharing our ideas. If we you're like, ah, that's a dumb idea. Get out of Who are
2: you anyway? You yeah. don't even do lashes.
1: That's right. Exactly. <laughs> that did happen. <laughs> so one of the things I know that a lot of people like to do are giveaways. And yeah, that's a great way to partner up and reach out to someone. And people have done this to me. They literally have called me or DM me and say, hey, the next time you're ready to do a giveaway, I love to Donate some prizes or products to you to help with the giveaway. Well, I think
0: that we could maybe make it a little bit more simple first. Yeah. And I know that you and I have talked about this a lot, but actually getting to know people first without asking for them to give yes. you something. Yes. So that's, I feel is really important. Establishing a, a relationship. Online relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I wanted to yeah. say, because I, I think that, You know, people listening probably have thought of that too. But I think that as the first place to start, like if you don't really have a huge online presence and you are seeing all these big accounts and you're like, I want to be like one of these accounts one day, or I want to be friends with these people, then just like be friends with those people, you know, and be yourself and reach out and actually establish that relationship first before you ask.
1: something. Yeah, no, definitely. If you're just a baby account starting out and no one's heard of you and you're like, I know I'm going to ask Borbaletta and Sugar Lash and all these brands to donate stuff to me so I can do a giveaway on my page to get followers. You're going to probably be greeted with a big no. Actually, I know some of these people are so generous and so kind. They may not, but that all said, it's generally, I think, not professional to come to someone you don't have any relationship with and be like, Hey, what can you give me? That that's just never the best way to go. Always the way to go is what can I give you? Like, how can I help your business? And, but which is why a couple of these brands have reached out to me, and they're smaller brands, and I think it's so cool. And I made note of. It, and I told them right now I don't have anything right now, but down the road I will. I'm sure, and I'll, I'll give you a call, and we'll we'll find a way to collaborate. And I was like, because they're coming to me saying, hey, I'd like to donate something to help support. You know, they're looking to build their following, but they want to help us too, and they're giving me something to give away. That's a great thing. And. That's so- it's, it's super generous. Super generous. It, but I will say what Erica said was really key. We, I actually had a relationship with them already. Like we had already at least DM'd, talked, commented a little bit on each other. It wasn't just out of the blue. They just showed up on my page and were like, Hey man, I want to do this stuff with you. It's like, I don't know who you are. I've never seen you. Your account's closed. I can't even see it. Like it's private or whatever. No, I don't know what I'm getting into. I, I'm sorry. I'm not going to just do business with anyone. And, and to be honest, there's this thing to think about Guys, When you're looking to collaborate online with people where it's giveaways... Let's just say you're going to maven, who I'm sure gets hit up like ten trillion times in the world, and Trina's super sweet, super kind, and she's gonna do everything she can, but there's just limits there's just limits for people. she's not a giant company, she doesn't have a hundred people there, she doesn't have like all these people working for her. she's not a one person show, but she definitely doesn't have an army behind her. so you know you may think, well, that's not fair. I want to work with maven. I know it'd be great and I'd help her out. But if she doesn't get back or if she says, no, thank you, don't take it personally. Just realize, you know what, maybe you shouldn't go for like the one of the top three trainers in the country. Maybe find a local trainer in your community who's maybe like you, got 5,000 followers or 3,000 followers, and you guys have a mutual benefit to help each other out. Because like, hey, we're both kind of small. We both are really hungry and trying to do good to each other. So why don't we both help each other out? That makes a little bit more sense than going to some of the top people and like, because you know, they get some of these people get hundreds of DMs in a day. They just can't respond and engage with everyone. Well, asking is free.
2: That's one That's of true. my favorite sayings. Yep. Asking is free. So it doesn't hurt to ask. But don't be devastated if the answer is no. Just pick yourself up and ask somewhere else.
1: And I think the, the smart way to go, and this is something even we've talked about with us, because we're not, I, you know, well, we have our following, and we did hit 10K, so we're super excited. <laughs> Got the swipe up function, which is, you know, all I've dreamt about all my life to be able to say swipe up, is that we realize too that we, you know, while I we've partnered and we've been so blessed. I mean, literally every major brand practically has worked with us in one way or another, supported us and donated and been part of our events. And it's just been very special. But we also realized we really want to reach out to some of the mid-level and smaller brands now and work a lot with those people too. Because there's a lot of mutual benefit when you're working with smaller companies too because you both have a little bit more focus like what you're doing. I mean, no offense, Kim and Barbelletta, they don't need us at all. And we're blessed that they even support us in any way. And
2: they're doing that out of the kindness of their heart. right?
1: But yeah, and at the same time... But if
2: they don't get feedback feedback from our listeners, it's not going to break their yeah. company, right? And I
1: want to make sure that People are getting something from us when we do something. So I don't want to just be take, take, take. So I'm not going to ask Kim every time I need something. Hey, Kim, can you give us this? Can you help us with that? We need swag. We need this. You know, there's a certain point where it's like, you know what? That's that's enough, Paul. You don't need to keep hitting on that same door, knocking on it and asking. You know what? She's been more than gracious to us. It's like you
2: don't want to be the freeloader in the the, the relationship. You don't want to be the mooch, right? No. You know, there's always that one friend that always forgets to bring the wallet, you know, whatever. You just don't want to be that person.
1: Yeah. So Kim doesn't have to pay for dinner again, right? <laughs> so the idea is to be find other people to collaborate who are maybe in a similar place as you who are not as maybe as influential, but you guys, we don't need brands at hundred thousand or 200,000 followers to find mutual benefit. You may actually find more in common with someone who's got a smaller following than someone who's got a huge following. And they might even do more for you because you're both kind of small and your clients, the people that you are in the two circles that you're in, well, you'll grow your base a little bit more because both of your circles don't even know of each other, but everyone already knows about Borbalata or knows about Sugar Lash. So it's not like there's like, Oh, there's another brand I never heard of. They're only finding about you. But in this case, they might find out about two brands because you're both new and you're smaller. So there's definitely benefits there. Also, aside from just reaching out to people, find, I think when you're looking around online, look for people that have common ground, like common values. Don't just randomly choose someone because I like them or they got a big follower account that's not enough. You really want to connect with brands that are like, oh my gosh, they're kind of like wired like us. We have so much in common and there's going to be a lot more desire to connect and share and support each other. I mean, re- one of the reasons why Cheryl came and sponsored our glue class recently was because we were kind of fellow nerds. Like, we talk about stuff all the time and Cheryl and I are DMing each other back and forth about stuff and laughing and joking about stuff and it just seemed like a very natural for why don't we do it. Now, she came to us. She said, hey, I'd like to sponsor your event i didn't ask her we didn't think about sponsors and it just seemed like a perfect fit when she said and i was like of course that'd be wonderful so we well her sponsor and give away some glue and and have a little promotion amongst all the people came to our class and but you got that way because of the relationship yeah you know because you already have this great rapport and it takes time. These type of things take time. Don't just think two posts and you should be ready to collaborate and do stuff together. You got to take some time. Another way to do this too, and this is where, again, where you got you know, you just asking is free, but ask people to be on your lives. says, hey, hey, I want to do a live. Hey, would you like to be on? I know that Greta from LB Last Training Studio or is it LB Training Studio?
2: Oh, sweet Greta.
1: Yeah, Greta. She asked us to come and be on her live this last week. That was week. great,
2: and she hosted us and she interviewed us, and and that was great. We yeah. got to we got to say hi to her her folks, and
1: yeah, and why not? I mean, truth is we've been asked or we've asked other big names people much bigger than us to be on ours and they've agreed to do that so we, we Greta is, is newer in fact she really just got started because of Lashcon she was explaining I heard her story and like yeah Lashcon got me inspired and I started to do this so it's kind of cool to see that and so it's like
2: seeing little babies like grow up and yeah. fly like, out for the nest it's like yeah
1: and that's because someone baby. did that for us <laughs> so we turn around and want to be on her so you guys now watch we get 100 requests to be on people's lives and we're like I can't do it like I said Don't get mad if people say no to you because we can't spend our whole day. But asking is
2: free free. and that's a skill, even getting up the courage to do that. So there's always refinement in that
1: process. Um, Another thing I I thought of that would be a great way to build your client base and this is for Lash community. And that is to find a group of other Lash artists that you have made some friendships with and just agree with each other that you will comment and like any time that you post. And if you do that every time, you'll start popping up in their feed on a regular basis, so you won't have to – And I mean, they can tag you to really make it easy. But even then, if let's just say – since you can tag 20 people on Instagram, you can say, these are my 20 go-to people, and I tag them every time, and they tag you, and you guys all disagree that we're going to tag each other and help to do that, which will obviously boost you up and help your post to be seen by more people. Obviously, you need to do hashtags and all this other stuff, but at least by getting, if you got 20 people engaging with your page every time you posted, that'd be huge. Not just liking, but like writing comments. That'd be huge, and that's going to build up your community, and that's going to help you get seen by more people, and thus, you're going to be more connected. So that's another little free idea for you.
2: What about their Instagram page? Is there anything that they
1: can do? I mean on Instagram in general, the big thing to do is give value. Always make sure you're not just posting pictures of lashes. That's not enough. And don't I really only think posting pictures of like food and your life. You need to have a personal page and you can do your life stuff there. But for business, if you really wanna build your client base, you gotta like do stuff that helps people. You're come up with some witty comments, if you're funny, repost funny stuff like lash funnies. If you're more serious and you're inspirational, find stuff that inspires. You know, find things that intrigue or help people. And Bay, she posts some really good stuff that really encourages people, educates people, and her following's huge because of that. Because she gives so much value to people, they really like her page. And or you go to Sandra, last four one one. I mean, why does she get hundred k? She's I don't know if she's the only one, but I, I think Kim actually has over a hundred thousand. I don't know if Kim does now, but for a single person. Sandra is amazing. I mean, she's just one person. I think she right now is like 100K followers on her page. No one else, I think, as a single practitioner has done that. There are plenty of people done it as their companies, Barba Leather, Sugar Lash, Lash Maker, and so forth. But as a single person just working by themselves, she built up that. And the only way she did that is she had the best value. People loved her page or still love her page. She just gives so much information away for free that everyone on the planet just said, come on, you gotta watch this, you gotta look at this. You got their friends, you gotta look at this. So that's something that's another great way to go about doing it. Now we talked about how to approach people. We already talked about that. So let's talk about clients now. Let's talk about how do we get more lash clients. Not we now we talked about in the lash world, you know, where you're trying to get more lash artists. How would you build up your client base? you think, with lash clients.
2: When I first started, it, this was in the Dark Ages, two thousand six. So people really didn't even know what lashes were, and I didn't really—I mean, I could talk about it, but I needed some practice with that. So what I did was I joined a local BNI, which is Business Networking International. It's very similar to the Chamber of Commerce. Now we all yeah. s- see that, you know, whenever you uh, go on a website to, to learn how to build your business, they say join the Chamber of Commerce. Basically, what it is is a group of people get together, and you have Maybe two minutes every meeting that you eat some breakfast together and you get up and you have a minute to share about your business. One minute minute And then you sit down and then you network with people. The thing is, is that that one minute helped me force giving me my, my elevator speech. And- I do lashes. It's a new service. Uh, I have a skincare boutique, and we we also, you know, put single individual fibers, and it will make you look it's more 2006. beautiful. Two thousand six. Yes, this is two thousand six. <laughs> no you volume can, yet. You, no volume. You could throw away your mascara and it'll look great. You know. The minute you wake up, after I sat down, all the women would want to come talk to me, and that's how I started to get yeah. some.
1: And there were and a lot of the husbands would too. They say, "Oh, my wife, she would really like this. Can I buy a gift card, or can I?" Ref-? And you would give out. You had to give out business cards to other people in the group, so everyone walked out of that room with a what three or four of your own business yeah. cards. I think
2: nowadays, I probably. I mean, it's good for you as a business person to learn how to do that, to learn how to look people in the eye and talk to them about it, and then take meetings with them where you're talking about your business. Basically, that's what B&I does. It trains you to be able to talk with other people about your business, and it provides a safe space to do that. So that's great. The thing is is that those groups weren't that great for me for getting – clients it was very it was very, it was male, very dominated. male dominated there is a boundary with a man coming up to a woman saying hey i think that you could use a beauty treatment on your face right so um a lot of them <laughs> didn't did do that they would recommend their wives and stuff like that but there was value in growing through an organization like that
1: and you made partnerships i know there was a flower guy that you really connected yes. with and there so was that-
2: a, so with flowers you know he would have you know i would refer brides to him that kind of thing and he's,
1: um, he referred i think a lot of people to you He there, really I liked your services and yeah, you liked the, what you were doing?
2: There was a massage therapist. There was hairstylist. And so because hairstylists would come, I would get to know them and start doing them. And they'd be referring their clients back and forth. So that was really great. Another thing that B and I did was it introduced me to ACX which was basically a barter, barter yeah. uh, company. And if you're starting out, you want you might want to look into this because what they do is you give them gift certificates for your service. And if you're trying to build your clientele, and, and
1: it's it's full, like free service that so you're not giving them like half off coupons, no, no. it's 100%. Service. So when
2: you give them a gift certificate for $100, you get back a hundred dollars in credit to use anywhere in their network yeah. so what i would do is i would use it for gift baskets or a limousine or you know whatever a
1: tv that was really bad
2: okay of course <laughs> you're gonna bring that up
1: because i was all excited we we're gonna get a big screen tv and then i went pick go pick it up one test no we don't want the screen okay <laughs> it's like a 1980s big screen tv or something
2: Okay. Yeah, so, you're,
1: you're like, so
2: anyway, the point <laughs> is yes. the point is is that you can use if you're just sitting around waiting for clients to come in, you could be using that to get new people. Yeah. So basically, I got a lot of new people from that. You did. You yeah. Did. Now, and,
1: ACX was actually quite successful for you. And what happened eventually is you got busy enough that you no longer needed to barter, and so you stopped doing it. And some of those clients kept coming, and those clients referred to other clients. So it really was <laughs> this like anything when you're newer. You're just looking for any different way to get the ball moving, just get one more client some, one way or another. Now, another thing I know you did, too, is you joined a, like a local gym, but not just any gym. Yeah. So it like you I, wanted a high-end I, I joined
2: a high-end gym, and that was fantastic that because was you get to know successful. the front desk people. You get to know the trainers and all that. Basically, you want to go somewhere that your kind of clientele is hanging out at. So, um, you know, if you, if there's like a soul cycle in your area and that's the clientele you're going after, go to soul cycle, you know, um, if it's, um, you know, an equinox or something like that, or, or maybe, you know, gold's gym is more your thing, whatever clientele you're looking for, go there, patronize those. Another thing
1: about Peloton, that's kind of tough online, huh? You're like, Hey guys, who wants to come get lashes? (laughs) No, but
2: you can maybe, like, buddy up with the uh, Peloton store. Yeah, right? yeah,
1: Peloton store, yeah, very local or something like that, exactly. Well, yeah. one
2: of the things that you could do is you can uh, approach them and say, hey, I would like to give a little welcome basket or a little welcome gift Get goodie bag or like that, or- to your new people who are joining the gym because they're looking to give value to their members. So that's something that you can do. You can collaborate, that kind of thing. Another thing that you can do is join a charity the kind That's of right, yeah. clients that are in your area that join networking groups or charity groups, see if if you can donate your services for one of their gala balls or, or you know the silent
1: auctions that they do. Lots of silent auctions. We did a lot of silent auctions. So slums. there's a
2: lot of pri- if there's private schools in your area, go to them. Go talk to the PTA there because there's lots of moms you know that would be exactly your clientele.
1: And by the way, once the word's out that you're doing that, they'll all hit you up. We literally gave away to fifteen or twenty charities every year free lashes. Let me tell you,
2: those are great. The gift cards that you give and that the people that are coming through the door and using them, those are your ideal client and they will stay with you and they will refer their people.
1: No, it's a good group and one thing we did make sure though... Is because we had some clients do this, they would come say, I want rate or get a donation for my charity. And then, like a month later, they'd show up with that gift with card. With that gift
2: card, and they'd be like, Oh, I bought it. And uh, <laughs>
1: so, yeah, I don't so know. make sure
2: that you know you put who it's for a new yeah. client or cannot be transferred or whatever on we there. Would say but
1: it had to be sold to someone other than the anterior last client. You
2: don't want to get into a fight with them because it's going to bring new clients and your ideal customer through the door. So, welcome that opportunity
1: yeah i had just saying that you need to explain who it's for because otherwise more times than not we actually saw the very person we gave it to would show up with it and maybe they did buy it maybe they did because they're, they're fans right so but that said i wasn't very excited to see that and so we made the rule actually what we did is we made the rule so it has to be for a new integrity new client so they would realize oh i'm i i'm a regular client i can't buy it then yeah. it's like yeah this is for new clients only it's not for does anyone <laughs> But make
2: yourself available for those things. You know, you could say, "Hey, can I help set up the table with my display there? I can put my sign there," or come offer to go to one of the meetings and explain what you do and give away some little goodies to some of the members that are there. Yeah. That's your ideal because you've
1: done that, I remember we went. They had a the chamber, I think it was the city of Pasadena had a big networking kind of thing where everyone kind of brought their booths, and it was like almost like a little mini trade show of all the businesses of Pasadena. And you set up your bed, and I remember it came in with a camera so people could see on the screen, and so you were just doing lashes there in front of people. That
2: was Pasadena Magazine, okay, and yeah. so now. We tend to say that print is dead. I never really got that much from print advertising. But what it does is if you do advertise in a local magazine, you will get invited to local Events and those are fabulous opportunities to pass out your business cards, meet other business owners. You know, they'll say, Hey, I've got a hair salon. Can we do it? We don't have a lash girl. Can we, you know, let's do some collaboration? Yeah, those are wonderful. So, you might not necessarily get people from the print ads, but it, it it's an entree into a world of the businesses that you want to target in your area. So, that's a great open invitation.
1: I mean, I know for us, I mean, this is a side note know but we won well, finally past them weekly their local newspaper finally started having the award for best lashes and for the last three years and since they started having the award we've won every year even when you've been solo which is very cool and uh, what was actually the last four years i think we've won and one of the things that came with that was a party that you get to go to and you get to meet a lot of people and they always made it very it's an unsaid thing like they would come to me and go, Well, do you want to buy an ad saying thank you for winning and all that? And I'd like, I don't think so. And they go, Well, okay. And they kinda hinted like, Well, we can't guarantee that you'll win next year. You know, it's like there's this little under the table, like, like little, a little shakedown. A little shakedown going on. And you know what? Yeah, you we're playing so the game. So if you want to play the game, play
2: the game. So we pay like
1: four hundred bucks, whatever it was, got the ad and it helps them keep the newspaper going. And then you get invited to some of those City parties and events where you can network and connect with people and
2: you schmooze your way through yes. that thing you be as charming as you possibly can you make a ton of friends
1: <laughs> that's where the real value comes and this is when you're new like erica i know we're saying this and i'm like erica this is a lot of this is what you might be well, it's funny
0: because i'm like this is all really great if there isn't a
1: a covid19 <laughs>
0: <laughs> oops i know I right? love in like a year, <laughs> yeah.
1: Give it a year. Hopefully, this is evergreen, so people will listen to this whenever it is, when there is no coronavirus going on, and they'll say, "Hey, you know, we're allowed to talk to people again, and see them." But until then, I guess what go on and create a, a Instagram, Facebook group with Zoom or something like that, and get everyone together. So that's some good ideas. Now let's talk about real quickly about building community as opposed to just trying to get clients. Now, but you, now you're trying to network, really connect with other people, and now you, it's not just about getting more follow. or or selling people stuff. Well, Um, what kind of community are you talking about? Well, I mean, I have two things in mind, and these are things that I just want to encourage people, again, when we're allowed to meet and we're allowed to do stuff again. One of the people that I really admire and I love, and I think Molly and Jasmine down in Vegas, uh, Molly of A Touch of Lash and Jasmine of Sheik Sin City, they have done something very special. They created an organization called Las Vegas Lash Association, LVLA. And they meet, I believe, once a month. Since COVID, it may be less. I know they just met last night. I wanna sing their praises
2: for just a real quick second because it's such a rare thing in our industry, but I'd love to see more of it. Technically, Molly and Jasmine... Our competitors.
1: And they're like f- they are a few minutes away from each other. A few minutes
2: away from each other, so they are technically fighting for the same clients. but They have slightly different clientele, but they are friends. And they work together, and they collaborate together, and they don't see each other as enemies. And it's yeah. such an amazing thing to see. They're like a model for all of us. I think yeah. that we can all be like this.
1: I mean, everyone, I think, would really benefit greatly if they found one Lash artist they can connect with in their community just to have a Lash buddy. And I know we did that for the last con was the goal to create that. And I know a lot of that happened, but you're far away still. So it's hard to have that real intimacy when everything's a DM or a text or a voicemail versus being able to
2: pick up the phone or go get
1: coffee like i know that jasmine and molly would go get coffee and talk and lament and share struggles and all that and there's something very special about that so i think the best thing to do if you see someone in your neighborhood that's in your community and you just think you might like each other just ask them out for coffee and say you'll buy them coffee i want to buy you coffee pick your brain and all that and see where it goes from there i think that'd be something very cool but that said these socials are set to help do that, so they started this idea where once every month or two people come together, they meet, and this is a chance for people to connect and share stuff. And they'll have speakers or they'll talk about ideas and they'll share problems and help encourage and uplift their industry and that what happens is people walk out of there with new friendships, with hopefully that goal now to have that one last buddy that they can have. And I think we've seen some efforts like this before. I know Sugar Last Pro for a while had these groups going around the country. I actually recently went on their website. I don't see that anymore. I forget what they called them, their last oh, they were fun. socials. We, were we couple, went to a couple we were, of them. Yeah. We, and we met some people that we're friends with now, like Junko over at Fula. Yeah. We met her there, Ashley. So we made some friends at these things, and they're actually technically we're competitors. They're here in L.A. like us. So I think these type of things... You can do it yourself. You look at somebody and go, oh, they had like 50 people, 80 people. It could be five, six people, and that's all you need. Just a handful of people go down if you're in an area DM all these people say hey I love to get social together we're going to meet at this bar or we're going to meet at this coffee house and it's just for an hour just want to support each other and help each other out because truth is we, we tend to see each other as enemies and that's not I don't think it's healthy no it's not
2: <laughs> no we need friends we need
1: friends <laughs> we need support we need people that are in the same place as you that know your, your troubles and what would be great for you is to find someone like hey when I'm really super busy or maybe I can refer some people right or let's
2: Say something happened, and you need gel pads, or you need a bottle yep. of glue—like something catastrophic kind of happened. Yeah. You, you and know. can you call somebody? And can you help me out? You know, it's really good to know that somebody's got your back, and and you can rely on somebody.
1: So I think really finding that building and starting a social in your neighborhood—even like I said, just a handful people—and maybe it'll grow beyond that. I know we had done that. We had a few of those ourselves, where we had a couple of doctors come speak at our events, just as a way. To give to our local community. It was great. We had, I think, anywhere from 30 to 40 people show up yeah, to these things. We had a
2: chiropractor come and talk about ergonomics. We had Dr. Stout come and talked about the allergy. Allergy
1: and all that. So it was really good. Another thing too, once and this is once things really get back to normal, is go to live events. That's yeah. man, there's no better way. I mean, for Erica, you want to share a little bit about your experience like LashCon and what it was like to meet people and all that.
0: Yeah, I feel like it was a little different for me because most people knew me, but I didn't know them. (laughs) Well, that's not true. I knew them too. And I'd be like, Oh yay! I can put a face to an A or an Instagram handle, you know? But it's just so cool to see people in person. There's something so different about that than even FaceTiming and getting to see what they feel like in person. I think that like really says a lot and you get to know them in a way that you wouldn't in any other situation and to see their heart in a way. And I think there's connections that I made that are like forever long lasting and your memory is so much clearer because you actually did something with them. And, you know, I just think that it's like, it just makes you feel like you're on the right track too. like, it really encourages you because you hear about their struggles and you hear about things that they're facing and having to deal with in their business. And you're like, Oh, I'm not the only one. So many of us are solo artists and we don't think other people are going through the same thing, but we really are. And so getting to like see them in person and, and just have that conversation is really, it's just encouraging. And there's, there really is nothing like it.
1: No, I think with those type of live events, you, there's a sisterhood that comes out of it where yeah. you, you've gone through something together, right. As opposed to just, texting or DMing back and forth. It's like, no, no, we were in this. Yeah, it's like summer camp. <laughs>
0: yeah, 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 or a slumber
2: we're party, right? Sleepover.
1: sleepover. And, and so you walk out very, I don't know, with a whole new kind of bond. Appreciation. That you, appreciation for people that you just don't get... From non live events. So, and I know that we've seen a lot of that from LashCon. I mean, there are people who are working together today because they met each other at LashCon. And that's why we, one of the big reasons we wanna do it. And another thing too is a lot of people get like, oh, I don't know about, I'm kind of shy and, and, and I get nervous. I, I get it, but it was such a warm, inviting environment that people who normally said they would be shut down and didn't wanna engage they would hang out, kind of out and they would start shell. talking to people and they found ways to connect and there was enough opportunities and parties and places to go and hang out with other people that you just kind of naturally begin to meet people and make some new friends and that's where most of the magic happened it wasn't in the classroom listening to me drone on for an hour that was not where we're like guys we've suffered through this together let's become friends no it was always much more when you went in between or during lunch or afterwards getting dinner or trying to find dinner together when there's like 300 people trying to get dinner all at the same time like it was like a struggle it was like a battle to go get food and then you know then you go to the party afterwards and you got to hang out and, and get to see jamie dancing really poorly after a few drinks so there was like all these things that became memories and moments that we were connecting on and so you need these live events to do them you need to find a way i've heard some people go go to all of them no don't go to all of them i don't think that's particularly good for your budget but you know pick one or two and pick them where they maybe meet you, where you have a pain point. So if you're looking like, wow, my technique's really bad, well, maybe you should go to the beauty factor because there are a lot more talk about technique there, or maybe the Las Vegas show one, or with San Antonio, there's a bunch of them or if you need business, you know, we talked about business and marketing at ours. So you find the one that fits you best and go there with an open heart, ready to learn, ready to connect and come out of your shell a little bit. And you'll be surprised. I think how many people will be so excited to meet you and connect with you. And you'll walk away with some lifelong friends. And that's really where you begin to build that community and that network. Now we'll talk about this last section. Now, how do we do that? with our clients so how do we you know with last clients what type of kind of networking or community building can we do with our clients
2: are you saying like how to build more like, clients or like well, how no, to add value no,
1: just add value like what's something special that you can do kind of like we get together with last artists and we build community there at an event is there something similar or something that i mean obviously i know but i'm, not, I'm probably putting out the question to you guys
2: Well, there was one time that we had our first soiree. It was a Mm -hmm. Christmas party.
1: But was that for clients?
2: It was actually an introduction that Erica made. Uh Now, she was friends with a gal who made really cute arrangements from eucalyptus and things like that. I was a friend of yours. Yeah. And we invited her to set up a table, and I think you got one, and we got one. And that's how we
1: get to know Lorena, because we had her from Dear Lash Love came, and she set up her booth with her her shirts and her state team.
2: But I remember the plant gal, and like you would have a plant in your room, and so clients would come in, and say, oh, and it was a great way to say, oh, this is my friend who, who does these great plant things. So even though it wasn't for clients only, yeah. that was a good example of something. Yeah, it
1: was a little collaboration where you found a, a similar business where you guys both have a value that you can help each other. And I don't know if any her friend helped us by just being there offering these great gifts for it was, those was Christmas time, so that people can buy and all that. So there was a value to her too. But I was going to say something that we... Didn't do this, but we did another one. There's two things I could talk about. Uh, But really for your clients, one of the things you can think about doing is a client appreciation. We knew one salon, a friend of ours who does in Chicago, and she does this once a year. And it's a big ordeal. mm -hmm. It's a big ordeal. And she gets everything donated for free, by the way. This thing she get she would set up a, like, be in the summer. And so she'd have volleyball out in the parking lot. And so she'd get sand brought in, dumped. Poll set up <laughs> and then they'd basically say this is our client appreciation so from like 5 o'clock to 8 o'clock we are just having a party so they'd have a bartender show up and there used to be a local restaurant who was there with oh, business yeah. cards. Oh yeah, she'd
2: get everybody to collaborate all the people from restaurant to the bartender to you know even like somebody who's teaching dance moves, that kind of thing.
1: Just and- anything she could do, like a local DJ would come and again she'd get them all to the donate because the idea is like look I'm going to have a 100, maybe 200 people Comes to this event you're gonna pass out your cards and they're and get your
2: demographic that's what yeah. she could say she's like they spend close to twelve hundred dollars a year in a salon this is you know where they're at they are your ideal client
1: yeah and so they come and i don't think it was a long party it was like two three hours and i think it was literally early in the evening so it wasn't at prime time where a lot of these people would maybe they could still do another gig or something like that that night so the dj she'd have fun prizes donated she get actually get a lot of prizes donated for all the local community from all different brands and or have auctions and just do fun stuff that just created a, a real appreciation a real thank you to all her clients. And I think that was something that was great at giving back to the community. Obviously, I think it built a lot of, uh, some people would probably bring friends so some new people would come to the salon who didn't know about you. And I think it's a great way to kind of give back and it wouldn't have to cost them, you know, $5,000 to do it because they would partner with so many other businesses.
0: Yeah. I think like practically I see a lot of people doing, and I'm excited because I want to do this too, is doing like little valentines, little baggies on Valentine's day Mm -hmm. or little Christmas presents or like, you know, just like themes throughout the year and following the holidays. And just as a way to be like, I just appreciate you so much. Like here's a little token to show, you know, That's just something really
1: practical and easy. And when you do that, you create fans. And when you get fans and they talk about you to other people. And like I think we've talked about this in the past. We don't want to just create good experiences. We want to create memories. That was something that was really important to us with our salon, creating memories so that people would talk about you five years from now. Not just like, oh, yeah, I remember Integrity Lash. It was good. No, no. You wouldn't believe this one time they did this. Or this time every year I love when they did this. So that's the type of stuff. Yeah. Creating little baggie, little giveaways. And again, that's something you can partner with other businesses in your community. Say, Hey, I like to do a giveaway. I'd love to see if you be part of it. Is there something we can figure out that we can both do to give? Maybe that you can donate to their bag and they can do the giveaway in their store and then you do it in yours. And that way you're cross-promoting each other too. Another thing we did is we did what was a jewelry trunk show, I guess. Mm -hmm. And you can do any trunk show of any sort. But we – Basically, buy jewelry from the local jewelry mart. Whoever it was, really very affordable, and so we can market downtown. Up downtown, uh,
2: basically, it's sold at, at cost.
1: Yeah, so it's stuff that you see at like Forever Twenty One and some other stores, and they'd be selling for thirty to fifty dollars at some of these stores, and we would sell for like twenty to thirty dollars, I yeah. guess, and and we'd pay three bucks, I think, for an item. It was super affordable, but we decided to do a jewelry trunk show where we basically had a makeup artist come, and we had we did free. brow waxes waxes. that
2: kind of stuff and we just invited our our clients to come and buy jewelry at a discount and we had some cocktails and things like that it was was, last
1: teenies i think it was last
2: teenies with a little spoolie in there um and
1: then we had yeah we had last teenies and that was really cool and yeah it was just a really good um overall a positive experience
2: i do know of other um businesses uh we had a client who uh, specialized in calligraphy and what she would do was she would host um a calligraphy lesson mm. for friends and she often was looking for space to do that in so people could do something like that or if you want to have like a gift fair for somebody who makes quality items you can get a couple different vendors and invite them to put their stuff in your salon yeah. on a specific day or just even have it there you know
1: i've seen places do artwork yeah, and
2: mm-hmm. you can find them at
0: like the farmer's market too. Mm-hmm. Go make connections and say, like, oh my gosh, I love your stuff. It's my style. Like, you can either hold it and carry their items and sell and retail them to your clients or have them come and do, like a little pop up or whatever.
1: Yeah, I remember um, a piece of art that Tusney bought me years ago was from um, that restaurant down the street. They closed, unfortunately. Remember the, mm-hmm. oh, I forget. I'm totally what was. drawing a blank. What are you it, talking it's the, about? like the big marshmallow character. Oh,
2: and basically okay. they had
1: artwork in this this it was restaurant. um. Where, where did we used to go? Uh, Not Daisy Mint, but um Yeah, they owned this Apricot. So Apricot <laughs> had original art in their son <laughs> <salon. laughs> and they basically would sell it so artists from the local community we could put art in there it was probably on consignment and then Tusney bought me actually i wish we went bought more of the series there's like two or three of them but it was this one i just love it's this really cute character
2: it's a marshmallow character giant
1: marshmallow character and so she bought one getting tacos me. yeah from, from, a- from a taco truck and he's giant he's huge though anyhow that all said that's a way to get free art in your salon. Imagine if you really want to get local artists come, you want to have a unique kind of quirky little salon. Well, you can get artists to come in Put up their work, you can sell the art, you get a piece of the sale, and then the artist gets it. And that's another way for you to maybe make your salon a little bit special, a little bit different. And you're collaborating with local artists, you know, supporting artists, and all that. It's There's all these little creative things you can do. And hopefully, these ideas are getting you thinking well, what can you do in your neighborhood? Neighborhood, I'm talking weird all fun. Uh, neighborhood. So don't just take what we're saying, go, well, that's all, that's, that doesn't fit with me or it doesn't work. You need to be creative. got to think outside the box. What works for your community? Maybe you live in a cow town and so you want to sell cow patties or no. Okay. Whatever. Whatever it is, it's good for your town, your community. Find what's best for you and find ways to network and connect with those people.
2: I hear it's a really good source of fuel, you know?
1: Cow patties. Yes, yeah, they are. Yeah. Patties. Yeah. I, I don't know, but I've been told that too. Yeah. Anyhow, uh, I think that's it. I think it's all the stuff. I just, you know, this was one of the things that we thought we'd talk about because I really for me, when I saw what happened at last con, it was one of the most heartwarming and the greatest takeaways to see all these new friendships and connections and I want to encourage you guys to be thinking how can you network? How can you connect? Cuz I think a lot of us think Instagram is everything. It's the only way I'm going to get new clients, it's only way I'm going to get community. No, it's not. A lot of it's this old school old fashioned connecting talking to people. And
2: when you figure out different ways to connect and give value to people that want that it's magical yeah
1: and it, and it builds on itself and also you have deeper relationships i think here than this kind of stuff you only get in instagram you have you create real fans with people in your community and when everyone everyone in pasadena knew where tegri lash was after all the years of being there connecting it was like an honor i, kn- I knew people would hear i'd run into someone and go yeah we work in tegri lash oh my gosh you work at tegri lash i'm like oh yeah it's, it was like it's kind of cool and our <laughs> staff would get that times so when they talked to people it was an honor and it was only because we had spent so many years networking connecting with local people wasn't just you know, cultivating those relationships so we had good positive vibes and that's something that won't happen overnight but over time it will happen if you do the hard work and make those connections so all right guys hopefully this was helpful to you otherwise we will uh, be back again with erica and Tusney and thank you guys for joining me today yeah, yeah. all right take care And that wraps up this show. Thank you for tuning in. I want to ask you to please follow us on Instagram at LashCastPodcast and at the Lash Conference. And remember to subscribe, share, and review. On behalf of my Lash Nerd, Tustney and our special guest today, Erica, I want to thank you for taking some time to listen. Keep on lashing. And remember, you have a friend in the lash industry.